the radical left, the Marxists, the anarchists, the agitators, the looters, and people who, in many instances, have absolutely no clue what they are doing. Welcome to What Radicalized You, a podcast of stories and experiences that have shaped people's ideas about our world and the way society should function. My name is Jamie, I'm 18 years old and I'm a climate activist. I live in Berlin, which is the capital of Germany, and I'm also queer and my pronouns are they, them. So what radicalized me was probably an event that happened in seventh grade. It was in fact my geography teacher who taught us about how the Amazon rainforest in Brazil is being cut down in order to make space, to use that space for growing soy and palm oil. And we watched some really crucial videos about it in class of animals living who lived in the rainforest and those were like killed and brutally robbed of their space. And the teacher told us that the palm oil that was uh, needed there actually was an important ingredient for chocolate bars and many sweets and that meant actually if you consume those chocolate bars that you're also responsible for the destruction of them as a rainforest and so after a couple of weeks of learning about that we had to take a test on it and when the test was over the teacher handed us chocolate bars as a reward and then she said oh well these chocolate bars probably contain palm oil as well and chuckled as if it meant nothing. I was really confused and I just looked around and nobody else seemed to realize how paradox this was because we had just been taught of how, you know, consuming those chocolate bars is, is practically the destruction of them as a rainforest and now we were given those in the same lesson. That just made zero sense to me, but nobody else really seemed to care. And that was probably a situation that sort of, I mean, looking back, obviously, radicalized me because I didn't become a climate activist overnight, obviously. So it took me actually a couple of years after that to engage in political groups. And the main reason was for that, that I was also being a vegetarian already for a couple of years. And there was just no one around me that was really supporting it. I mean, sometimes they were even mocking me for it and they just didn't really care or didn't, you know, know why I was doing this. and. When the Fridays for Future movement started and just, you know, rolled over to Germany, uh, because it all started with Greta Thunberg, I went to my first protest that I've ever gone to and I was 16 years old. And then I just, you know, had this like intense feeling at the first protest. We were like around 20,000 students, I think, in Berlin. Like this feeling of that I wasn't alone. And that was there were like actually so many other people who cared about this. Then I started engaging on like local groups because like Berlin is really big. So I'm like in my local group, my, my district. And I, I started like informing my friends about it and motivating them to like go to the protests with me in order to like increase the pressure on the politicians. But you know, as it went on, now it's like 2021. So that was two years ago. I feel like we haven't really achieved anything, which is really frustrating because I've been doing so much and yet they, the politicians just go on and don't really care. You know, at the beginning, I, was, I felt so powerful at the protests and I still feel that way when I'm at a protest because there's so many of us. But then at the same time, it's really frustrating. 
But I feel like that is the case with like any type of activism really. As I got more involved into like engaging it in it, I also learned more about like the science behind it. And not only the science and all the crucial numbers that just really make me cry because it's right in front of us and no one is doing anything, but also about the fact that climate justice means social justice and that capitalism will kill our planet and we can't save the planet and capitalism. Capitalists want to make a lot of money and a lot of profit and so they need, for example, the cheapest way to produce a piece of clothing and sell it in Europe in order to make the most money out of it. And, and when they produce it so cheaply, the workers, for example, in China or Malaysia, they really don't get paid much and it's often children working for it. And then this piece of clothing, because it's produced so cheaply, for example, it has to like go through a lot, a lot of chemical processes and it's shipped all over the world. And that's just like really, really bad for the climate. The workers in like those countries get nothing out of it and are really poor. And the capitalists get more money and we in Europe buy it. So we're sort of responsible for it, but also we can't really escape it because of capitalism. Europe and the USA, the countries who emit the most greenhouse gas emissions, they actually won't be affected by the climate crisis first. The countries who emit the least greenhouse gas emissions, like the Philippines, who are like really close to the water, like on islands, they will be affected the first. And that's just not fair at all because they don't contribute to those high emissions, but they get affected by it. So that's why climate justice is social justice, because if there's no climate justice, there's no social justice. If we keep going like this, there's going to be no social justice, because the people who don't do anything get affected by it, and we who contribute to it don't get affected by it. When I tell people who I think should know these facts, those facts, they act so surprised, but I'm not sure if they really didn't know, or if they just keep shutting their ears and keep pretending they're blind for these facts. Because as Greta Thunberg often says in her speeches, the climate crisis is really, really uncomfortable and trying to live eco-friendly is also really uncomfortable. And if the majority of people doesn't care about it, many people probably go thinking, yeah, why should I care about it? Why should I make my life uncomfortable? And I think it's not so much of people not knowing about it, it's more of people just pretending they don't know. and that just really makes me angry because that's the entire problem. If the majority doesn't do anything, nothing will happen. Even though I would, you know, describe myself as a climate activist, I think being a climate activist goes hand in hand with being, you know, just like in general, an activist on the leftist side of, of you know, the political spectrum. And it, I think, you know, Fridays for Future just has to go in hand with other movements such as Black Lives Matter because it doesn't make sense to have like a single movement and just fight for that if you don't unite with other movements that are sort of on the same political spectrum. Black Lives Matter is an important part of it because obviously climate justice means social justice, as I explained. So it's really important to, you know, even though you might have a focus as a climate activist, to also see the other movements and, you know, unite because that gives you more power and just more, more people behind one idea and would say that that's really important.